Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today Friday morning podcast. It's the 22nd of December 2023. I'm Andy Eubank. And coming up, Eric Pfeiffer and Sabrina Halverson check in with news. Also, Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. This podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. Visit ffbt.com and stop by your local branch to talk about your ag operation today. In the news, the impact of the poultry industry on Indiana soybean farmers. Ryan Martin says mild but moisture chances for Indiana will increase. And the market yesterday mixed soybeans liquidate. Mike Silver analysis straight ahead on the Hoosier Ag Today Friday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. In Indiana, there isn't a country road, county highway, or interstate where you don't pass a farm. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Those of us involved in agribusiness understand the importance of our industry. ACI exists to advocate for the needs of our members and the whole of Indiana agribusiness at the State House and beyond. We hope you'll join us. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to get your membership started today. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Finding more demand for poultry to help move that Indiana soybean pile and helping distressed farmers. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. This is Hoosier Ag Today. When people think of Indiana agriculture, they think of corn and soybeans, and rightfully so. Those are the top two commodities in the state. But supporting those commodities are the strong poultry sectors in Indiana. Indiana is number one in the country in duck production, number two in total eggs produced, and number four in turkeys raised. There's no secret that the majority of soybeans in Indiana goes to poultry. That's Tom Griffiths, who farms in northeast Indiana's Noble County. He was one of the Indiana soybean farmers who I spent time with in Panama this week as we traveled the Panama Canal. While there, we also heard from many partner organizations that the Indiana Soybean Alliance helps fund to increase demand for soy. One of those organizations was the USA Poultry and Ag Export Council, or USAPEAC. This is one of those opportunities for us to build these markets in Latin America to move some of that product through and to move some of our commodities through a value-added product like poultry. Griffiths provides a mental visual for farmers that really shows the importance of poultry to Indiana soybean farmers. If you're running a 30-foot green head, over 20 foot of that goes to poultry. If you carry a 1,000 bushel on one of your semis taking it to town or to the elevator, 610 bushel of that goes to poultry. Usapeak is working hard to promote U.S. duck in Mexico, Colombia, and Chile, as well as turkey throughout Mexico and Colombia. Griffith says the work Usapeak is doing there is critical as poultry export numbers are down in the region. And that's because of inflation, high path avian influence, and we still haven't recovered from COVID. So not only do we need to build those back up to 2019 levels, we need to increase them to get rid of some of the supply we have there in the United States. USAPEAC is just one of the many organizations that Indiana soybean farmers help fund projects for through the Indiana Soybean Alliance, ultimately working to create more soybean demand, 
ISA says that for every dollar spent, the Indiana Soybean Checkoff returns over $12 back to the farm. Be sure to check out the upcoming Big Iron online auction on Thursday, December 28th, featuring Co-Alliance. There are plenty of well-maintained pieces of equipment up for bid at multiple locations in Indiana and Ohio, including a 2013 Case IH Patriot 4430 self-propelled sprayer, a 2012 John Deere 4940 self-propelled sprayer, a 2006 Terra Gator 8103 floater chemical applicator, and much more. No reserves and all items are lien-free, so register and place your bid today at BigIron.com. USDA has programs available to help distress borrowers with FSA loans, but you need to act fast. Sabrina Halverson is here to tell you more. The deadline is fast approaching for farmers who have done everything they can and simply remain behind on their loans. The Inflation Reduction Act provided $3.1 billion for USDA to provide relief for distressed borrowers with certain Farm Service Agency direct and guaranteed loans and to expedite assistance for those whose agricultural operations are at financial risk. But USDA Deputy Secretary Social Tourist Small warns the deadline is in less than two weeks. Recently, we put out $1.8 billion in loan assistance, and those have been automatic assistance that credits to their account. But now we're working to to, uh, provide assistance for folks who did everything they could to pay off those loans. And there's a due date that's coming up December 31st, so folks can apply to let us know if they did take out those extraordinary measures. For more information, visit our website at HoosierAgToday.com. I'm Sabrina Halverson. All right, Sabrina, thanks. And from all of us here, Gary, Andy, CJ, Ryan, Sabrina, Molly, Elise, Kathleen, Lori, Beth, and me, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas from Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's farm network. Let's face it, operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Bid America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bid America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. We've got a very mild forecast as we head into the holiday weekend, but it's also somewhat of a wet forecast. Here for your Friday, clouds are increasing and we're going to be seeing some hit and miss scattered shower activity develop late this afternoon. The moisture really ramps up overnight tonight and through tomorrow morning to midday. At this point, I'm looking for anywhere from a few hundreds to probably four or five tenths over the northern part of Indiana, but I'm not going to rule out moisture anywhere. Coverage will end up being about 60 to 70 percent of the state. This moisture kicks out by Saturday mid to late afternoon. We clear out overnight Saturday night, and I think for your Sunday, Christmas Eve, we have a mix of clouds and sunshine, and we should be dry all the way through. Speaking of dry, we start Christmas Day dry, even seeing some sunshine in here with some mild air, but rains to start to push into southwestern Indiana, probably toward midday, and then the moisture continues to rotate through the state through the rest of the afternoon, the overnight, and through Tuesday. Big circulation, but the low seems to want to stay farther west over portions of Kansas eastern Nebraska, Iowa. So we're going to be getting waves of moisture circulate around the low, but not a direct hit from the low. So on again, off again, moisture uh, from Monday afternoon, Christmas afternoon through Monday night through Tuesday. And then once we get to Wednesday, colder air is here. So we may not see a lot of moisture, but what we do see 
is potentially some sloppy wet snowflake action Wednesday afternoon, Thursday. It's not a big precipitation event, but I think it has a long tail. We are going to be gray, blustery, cold through Wednesday, Thursday the 28th, Friday the 29th. We ha don't have a lot of moisture, but there's moisture around. I'm not going to call for a bright, sunny, clear day until possibly we get into the New Year's holiday weekend. So a lot of next week looks gray, in my opinion, after the initial rains come through starting Christmas afternoon and going through Tuesday. That's a look at your forecast update. Have a great weekend. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. A couple cents up in corn and wheat and over a dime down in soybeans. This is Who's Your Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank with the Thursday Farm Market Review. Final numbers from that Thursday trade coming up. We begin, though, with Mike's silver market analysis. I checked in for Mike's thoughts right at the end of Thursday trade. Mike, the soy complex goes lower as we see more rain in center west Brazil. Meanwhile, grains just a little higher, not a major move by any means. Probably light volume here as we near Christmas. Light volume trade moving into the holiday trading season. Absolutely, Andy. Um, you're right. Uh, soybeans are lower based on a more favorable weather forecast for the Brazilian farmer and their soybean crop. Uh, also, uh, Argentine weather, obviously the trade is keeping an eye on that. So Brazil and Argentine weather are going to be the focus uh, of traders here as uh, that trader population will thin down again tomorrow, uh, it being Friday, the end of the week, and then we will not have any trade again until Tuesday, the day after Christmas. Uh, markets are closed Christmas Day, obviously, but we will have trade uh, starting uh, the morning, uh, the day after Christmas. Uh, export sales report was out this morning. Nothing spectacular. Uh, 1.013 million metric tons of corn. That was at the uh, lower end of expectations. The expectations were 800 to 1.5 million metric tons. That's down uh, that 1.013 down from the 1.418 strong number last week. The soybean number came in at 1.989 million metric tons. That was uh, mid-range of expectations. The expectations were 1.5 to 2.5 million metric tons, and the 1.989 was down. Well, actually, it was up from last week. Last week's number was 1.084s. So pretty decent soybean sales again last week. The wheat number, though, what came in at 327,000 tons. And that compared, and that was at the low end of expectations. Last week's number was 1.490 million metric tons. So the wheat number was down. Uh, the uh, soybean meal number came in at uh, 147,000. And that's down from last week at 325,000 tons. So um, that's it for the export sales. Uh, I do want to make a comment on the export uh, loadings. Uh, the Pacific Northwest has been the benefactor of the low water levels in the Mississippi River. Uh, and actually, uh, any additional export inspections that we get uh, basically are going to have to come out of the Gulf because, uh, in reality, 
the uh, Pacific Northwest is booked up uh, in loadings uh, until basically uh, the end of February, first part of March. So um, that is going to be something the market is going to be watching, obviously, um, for several reasons. Uh, Obviously, that low water level on the Mississippi River, um, trade is watching that. And global grain transportation issues uh, are being watched real closely now. Uh, Eric has been reporting uh, on Who's Rag today about the Panama Canal situation uh, and the uh, the low levels in that mid uh, Midlocks Lake uh, has the vessel traffic there messed up to say the least. Uh, we know that we've got issues in the Suez Canal. Uh, the Black Sea remains a problem, and and earlier this week we discovered that uh, the Mexican border, and we we trade a lot of real corn down from the U.S. Uh, to Mexico, so we have some issues there. So uh, as we move into next week, Andy, uh, obviously no trade Monday, and then we'll have a shortened day of trade on Friday, and we'll move into the to the uh, New Year's. Uh, holiday trade. So, you know, it's the time of year where uh, there is not a lot of fresh grain news. Um, We'll just have to keep an eye on things with the issues that uh, are in the, let's just call it the uh, global geopolitical issues uh, and the volatility that we continue to see in the market, slow farmer selling, um, depressed prices. Uh, we made new March uh, contract lows here just a couple sessions ago. We, we are seeing a better recovery today. It looks like right now uh, here headed to the market close. I'm showing corn up about three and three quarters uh, in the March. Uh, a couple other things I want to bring to folks' attention. Um, you know, next week uh, we will need for those folks that have soybeans on basis contracts uh, we'll either need to get uh, some pricing done uh, on those uh, basis contracts that are versus january futures or roll those uh, futures reference prices and adjust that basis uh, to the march so folks are going to have some decisions to make uh, on their basis beans uh, here next week. So we need to stay in touch with folks. Uh, if anyone has questions, uh, give myself or my colleagues at Kokomo Grain a call, and we'll be happy to discuss your position. And, of course, uh, last day for checks um, at the Kokomo Grain Facilities is uh, noon on the 29th of December. Uh, and then a lot of folks are going to be waiting for the first business day in January uh, to get their uh, crop proceeds that they have deferred that payment until uh, January of 24. So if anyone has any questions, Andy, I invite them to contact us, uh, contact me, contact my colleagues at any of our Kokomo grain locations. Stay attuned to the market. Uh, Enjoy Christmas with your family and have a safe holiday. Mike, Merry Christmas to you and your family and everyone there at the family of Kokomo Green. 
Andy, same to you and your family, and uh, Merry Christmas. Mike Silver, Kokomo Grain. The number there is 800-666-0613. Settlements now from Thursday trade up two and three quarters on both March and May corn contracts. March, 472 and a half. May settles at 485 and a quarter. January beans, 11 cents lower and now under $13, 12.97 and a quarter. March ends at 13.01 and three quarters, 14 cents lower. March wheat up two and a half cents at 6.12 and a half. And the meats, mostly lower. February live cattle, 168.67, down 162. And February lean hogs, up 42 at 70.65. Some of the deferred contracts did work lower. I'm Andy Eubank with the Thursday Market Review. This is Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's leading farm radio network.